the soundtrack to your life. Okay, so I'm here at the Nutford Little Theatre, and it is a little theatre. Rachel, how are you? I'm all right, thank you. How are you? So tell me a little bit about yourself, first of all. Okay, uh, my name's Rachel, and I moved into uh, Cheshire um, in August uh, 2017. And I found the Little Theatre on uh, the Facebook page and inquired about it and came in and auditioned for Panto. And they've not let me go since. Um, (laughs) My uh, background is doing ghost tours in Guildford. I've done uh, Shakespeare with the Royal Shakespeare Company touring um, Open Spaces Productions. I've been up to plays. I, I've uh, got Guildhall and Lambda training. So, um, and I just love performing. I just love doing it, uh, paid or unpaid. It just makes me feel really happy. <laughs> so, uh, we'll we get on to the building and the history of the mm-hmm. building in a second. Uh, what's the production you're putting on here soon? So, I'm directing um, Joe Wharton's Lute, which is a black comedy, uh, one of Joe Wharton's finest and his sister's favourite uh, play. Um, it's um, it's about two young lads that do a bank job and um, they steal quite a lot of money and they hide it in the cupboard and uh, one of the mums, uh, one of the uh, guy's mums has passed away and there's a funeral going on at the same time and they don't know quite what to do with this money and as you can imagine there's a coffin, there's loads of money and there's a very nosy detective coming round uh, looking to find this money and also we've got um, one of the uh, the mum's uh, nurse who's looking after the dad and uh, she's also playing part and uh, trying to marry the dad and uh, trying to find out who's the rich rich one out of the three three uh, characters and trying to sort of uh, pass by the uh, detective and it's just this big comedy mess that uh, talks about um, religion, uh, sexuality, um, uh, police brutality uh, and um, sort of highlights those things and it was written in in the late 60s and uh, it's still relevant today. It sounds like there's a lot of sub-stories going mm. on within the main play mm. itself. Yeah, though. there is, yeah. Um, I mean, we've got the uh, story of uh, Truscott, who's the detective, and he's he, he's a typical uh, detective in the 60s, you know, and he comes in and he bullies everybody. Uh, and obviously, uh, I don't want to spoil the end, but he comes up winning um, Smelling of Roses. And then you've got Paul McLevy, who uh, is a victim to all of it all. <laughs> and that's where the comedy comes in, because he's he is the victim of what's going on around him. Uh, we've got two lovely young chaps playing um, Hal and Dennis, who uh, make a really lovely comedy duo and uh, work well with each other. We've got Harriet, who is playing Faye, who's our femme fatale, um, who flirts with McLevy and tries to get her to marry, so him to marry her, so that uh, he can get uh, she can get his money as well as uh, the dead body, uh, Mrs. McLevy, who's in the coffin. Um, we have the dead body being moved around the set we have it in the cupboard we have it on the bed we have clothes flying everywhere we have one of the uh, actors uh, playing the false teeth with it as um, maracas we have um, eyes falling all over the place Uh, it is just this beautifully written and uh, amazingly choreographed piece of theatre and I love it to bits any music in there as well yeah we're going to have a few 60s uh, numbers Uh, uh, was that originally in the 
the show or no not. no um but we are sort of keeping true with joe uh, joe was a uh, worked with the beatles uh he did uh, one of their um sort of uh, animation um, things and um, so we're going to have a, a Beatles song in there we've got the kinks uh, sunny afternoon in there um, and uh, we just got a whole selection of little things that you won't have heard of in there as well we're still sort of deciding on the final cut because there was so many alternative 60s music out there that was so fabulous and so British that it, it was really important that we use those in this in this play um, if that makes sense <laughs> so Rachel when is the when is the show on then so uh, the show uh, starts Wednesday the 3rd of April and it goes right through to the 6th of April uh, Wednesday night is two for one and is selling really well uh, it starts at 7 30 and tickets are 10 pound each and if people want to get in touch with you book tickets yeah they for... can uh, book tickets to um, our website which is www.notsforlittletheatre.com uh, they can also go on our Facebook page and follow links from there, Twitter and Instagram. Um, also, they can phone the theatre on 01565 633 000 and leave a message on box office and somebody will be in touch with them. Rachel, so if somebody, for example, uh, I've always wanted to tread the boards, as it were, mm. how do I get in touch with you? What, what happens? What, okay, what do you so, do? Okay, um, so every Thursday uh, on non-production days, uh, a weeks, we do a, um, a sort of work night meet and greet uh, with a social at the end. Uh, it starts from 7.30 and you just come in and say hello. Uh, we may give you a paintbrush. Uh, we, may <laughs> we may get you to uh, make props. Uh, or you can just sit and meet and talk to people. Um, if you want to audition, our auditions are always noticed on, on our Facebook page, Instagram page and Twitter page. And um, at the end of a Thursday night, there's beer o'clock, which means that we can we open the bar up. Um, and if you're a member, you get reasonably reasonably priced drinks. Uh, which you're, it's not been open yet. So far, yeah, not tonight. open yet, no. <laughs> um, they, they, don't, they don't trust me with the key. Uh, um, but we, are, we always, uh, yeah, we always open. We always sit at the end of the evening and just get to know each other and have a drink. So it's all good. Okay, so Mike, tell me some history about uh, the building and uh, you know your history, your affiliation with it. As well. Right. Well, uh, not to the little theatre goes back a long way, uh, certainly to the early twentieth century. Um, it used to be the Catholic Church for Nutsford. When I was growing up, next door to here was uh, the primary school. And the church was down the bottom of, uh, um, what's that called? Garden. Sorry. George Street. Sorry about that. If you just say George Street. I could George just, Street. I could George just, hang on, hang on. Uh, hang on. Yeah. So if you say George Street after the count of three, so I can just put it on the yeah. end. Okay. One, two, three. George Street. Um, but now, of course, it's a theatre, and it has been since, well, I joined in about 1992 or 93, um, and within about 10 years, we were celebrating the 70th anniversary of the theatre. So it's uh, well established in the town. Um, um, Rachel was telling me a little bit earlier on that where you're sitting on this stage now... Yes, it used to be the altar. Uh, used to be the altar? And underneath here is the orchestra pit. Um, well, or there or thereabouts, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure about the orchestra pit, but uh, yeah. Um, well, the, we had a pit made. We haven't actually used it yet, have we? But, uh, normally, 
the orchestra sits there. And that's how I got involved with the theatre in the first place. Um, a, a, an old school friend of mine uh, asked me if I would be interested in uh, being musical director for the pantomime, and that was how I got involved here. And, and I've, I've been musical director for most of the pantomimes that we've done and written music for a lot of them. Um, but because I was involved anyway doing that, I thought, well, it'd be a good idea to audition for a play. Um, and I've never looked back. I got a so what was the first play you did then? It was called A Bed Full of Foreigners. And I played a foreigner of uh, <laughs> rather obscure heritage from somewhere in the east of Europe, um, who was also a dipsomaniac. So <laughs> he was the, he was the, the butler. In the, it was a farce. It was a farce. But I really enjoyed doing that, and, and that got me really got me acting. Although I had done a little bit of acting, sort of when I was at university and that sort of thing. But uh, strictly amateur. I've never I've never done any professional acting at all. So it's uh, a hobby, but it's one that's lasted, you know, a long time, and I hope it will continue to <laughs> to uh, keep me. Uh, off the streets, so to speak. Uh, Tony, how are you? I'm well, thanks, Darren. Yourself? Yeah, not bad. So Good. tell me your relationship with the Nutford Little Theatre. I first came here in 1999 uh, to do a Shakespeare play called King John, and I played a wonderful part, uh, Archbishop Pandolf. It was a part I'd coveted since I first started in theatre many years ago, before you were thought of. And uh, I was born in 1980. Long before you were thought of. Uh, <laughs> You're very kind. Um, <laughs> and I loved it, and I've stayed here ever since, doing various parts, scenery, behind the bar, like everyone else. We're all volunteers. Uh, and it really is a fantastic uh, community resource. Is it harder to play in a small theatre than it is a, a big theatre with hundreds and hundreds of people there? Can be. It, it, it's a really good question. Um, this theatre is so friendly. It's got a really good friendly atmosphere, but it depends on the challenge of the, uh, of the play. This is quite a challenging one, but the other evening we did a full run-through of Act One, and I think every single one of us enjoyed it, apart from the director. Um, but she's not here to enjoy herself. Um, but it was enjoyable, whether it translates to the opening night is another matter, but the audiences are friendly, they're very kind. In bigger theatres, and I've played some very large theatres, you get, sometimes you get a, a feeling, that, go on, entertain me, go on. And they've come to watch you fluff a line or dry, and I sigh off and help them by doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, no. Thank you, Tony. No, you're welcome. Uh, so I'm talking to a, a gentleman who, um, who has been in a, a short film, that has won an Oscar. Wow, mate. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Go you on, tell much. me the story about the Oscar. Okay. So um, I attend a, a local drama club, and they tend to get auditions come through. So I was put forward for an audition. Travelled to Stoke-on-Trent, uh, did the audition, didn't expect much of it. Uh, went, got the part, went and did it in... It was, we were on the lovely house on the Staffordshire border. So I was like five days shooting, first professional experience. Um... We got, we went to the, uh, when it was, sorry, when post-production was done, went to a showing of it, uh, and then after that, sort of a couple of weeks later, a couple of months later, we got uh, emails, notifications, saying that it was doing really well in short film festivals, and then it was on the short list for the nominations for the Oscars, um, so that was cool. Um, luckily at the time, I was in college, so when the nominations were announced, I was able to go home, watch it on the computer, uh, so that was crazy that the fact that it was nominated, I was I was over the moon with that. 
and then we stayed up Oscar night. So a lot of the cast and crew went over. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to. Um, but no, I just stayed up and watched it at home. And yeah, when we announced that we'd won, it was just, ooh. I mean, I was sat there like frozen. My mum was running circles around the living room. I was like, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. So what, what does that mean for your career then? Do you get like a bumper wage packet from that film or anything <laughs> like that? Or do you get... Oh, what, I don't what? know about that. I mean, it's, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice conversation starter. Um, but it's definitely, I mean, from that, I've made a really, really lasting impression uh, with the cast and crew, which was nice because that sort of propelled my career in a sense. Um, from that also, I've got a, an agent. So the woman who wrote and starred in it, she passed me on to her agent. Um, and luckily enough, Amanda took me on. So I'm now working with her, sort of see what comes next. But yeah, um, I mean, yeah, conversation starter. It's always good Brilliant. in a pub, just, you know. And maybe in a bar to a lady <laughs> or two. I don't know. It's not worked yet, I don't know. But. Right, so tell me about your relationship with Nutsford Little Theatre. Are you from Nutsford then? Uh, not originally. I moved here about nine years ago. Um, and when I moved here, I started my passion for the theatre. But that was only through school. So, and then into the high school, um, doing a lot of theatre with them. Uh, and then on to this drama club. But then only, it would have been halfway, summer of last year, um, I was at badminton, a uh, local badminton club. And someone said about the Oscar. And it's old news now. Um, and uh, and they were like, oh, well, you should come and we're doing this play. You should come and try out. So uh, I was working with um, a children's organisation at the time. And I got the call. And I was like, oh, could you just read us these lines? So I was sat there in a college with these kids. And I was crying into this phone, like oh, doing this really emotional bit. And the kids were like, what are you on? What is going on? <laughs> anyway, I got a part. And that was the um, that was our October play, which was what we did for the centenary of the end of the First World War. Uh, that was really fun to do. Uh, and then from that, I got uh, dragged into doing Panto. So uh, from that, it's now I work in a local cafe, and every time it's just always hello buttons. <laughs> oh goodness me, I'm trying to work here. Uh, and the neighbours have have had so much fun with that. And then um, luckily enough, I managed to audition for Rachel. And she gave me a part in this, and um, I was really, really happy to be a part of it, because I'd never heard of Joe Orton, but then looking into his life and his career, I thought, right, well, this is something I really want to learn more about. Um, yeah, and I, I can't wait for opening night. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you then? 18. 18, so what are the future plans, and do you want to make it big, you know, film, TV? I don't know. TV, I, you know, what, what's the plan? Um, I really like the theatre. I really like the buzz from an audience, but um, I'm doing. I've past couple of years. I've focused on a lot of uh, TV and film acting, so I'd really like to get into that as well. But it's it's always up in the air. Like people say, it's such a hard industry, but I don't think that should deter people away from it. I think at the end of the day, you got you got to try your best. Um, put a lot of work into it, which is what I'm doing. Uh, I'm not going to university. I've decided just to work at it, give it a few years. If it's if it go all falls flat, then maybe I will. But um, yeah, I just I'm really excited to see what the future holds, and maybe loot will be a chance for that. I don't know. But yeah, fantastic. Thank you. No, thank you very much. Okay, Patrick, tell me about your relationship with Nutsford Little Theatre and your journey. So uh, I started with Nutsford Little Theatre back in 2011, I believe, um, when one of my school friends was uh, in the production of Panto uh, that year which was Cinderella 
um, and he pulled us down, me and Harriet, in fact, down to audition. And we ended up landing two of the main roles, Harriet and Cinderella, and I was in Buttons. Um, and ever since then, it's just been, can you do this? Would you like to audition for this play? Would you like to audition for this play? And then um, it's really hard to say no, because everyone's so welcoming and so nice about everything that we, uh, that we do here. Um, we did, I did take a short break when I uh, had a go at university in 2014. I um, was there for about two years and decided it wasn't for me anymore. Uh, came back and wasn't even home for a week before um, the first director that I worked with, with Panto, had me on the phone saying, will you please come and read for this part? Um, because being a 18-year-old male at the time, you're very in demand, uh, especially with um, a theatre company that you know is full of volunteers, and it's a lot of people who have lots of free time. So those are either people who have just left university with nothing to do with their lives, or um, people of a certain age. Yeah. What do you think about a, a building like this? It's, I mean, it's so small. When I came through there and stood on the stage, it was just like somebody's living room. Well, it's in the name. It's not a little theatre. You know, we, uh, we only see about 100 people, and every one of those 100 people is very privileged to be here. Um, <laughs> I like to think so. Um, I do think it's a very, very nice building. Um, if you ever get the chance to have a little tour, it'll only take 30 seconds, but um, you can go say hello to the ghost upstairs. I, um, Rachel took me a little bit earlier yeah? uh, before we did all these interviews, and um, it, it spooked me a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, I didn't um, say that, but it, it's a bit... Yeah, I wish <laughs> the light switch wasn't so far away from the door. <laughs> yeah. So you can, you know, um, but it used to be so different. Um, that's probably shows how long I've been here. Uh, it used to be separate rooms, and uh, a while ago they decided to knock it all down into one. So it's helped, you know, not make it as spooky, but it's uh, still quite creepy upstairs, yeah. Okay, Harriet, so uh, you're the only lady in the play. I am. Tell me a bit about your journey, your relationship with this theatre, and your part as well. Um, so I started Little Theatre when I was 15, and that was in uh, pantomime, I was Cinderella. And then on and off since then, I've been in plays, I've, been, I've done adult plays and then helped out a bit backstage as well. And it's just like a second family, really. You, just, you keep getting hooked back into coming and doing more things because you just get on with everyone so well. And, and then you get this little bubble of being in a play and seeing each other three times a week and you get really sad when it's over and then you just want to, want to do it all again. So, yeah, that's it, really. Um, Faye is... Uh, very different to me. Um, <laughs> Can I just stop you there a sec? Can you say, I'm playing Faye? I'm playing Faye, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm playing Faye in Loot, and, I, well, I like to think she's different to me, given that she's had uh, six husbands and uh, killed them all. Um, and, <laughs> and she's a bit of a gold digger, a bit of a sassy lady. Um, well, yeah, she's really fun to play, um, and it's also it's very fun being the only girl, getting to... Tease all the men. <laughs> so how would you take inspiration for playing somebody like that? I would take inspiration from her confidence and just uh, the way she just goes out and gets what she wants in life and isn't ashamed to do whatever she wants. 